experienced the opposite side of it, which is, I remember after the 7-7 attacks when I lived in London then, um, you know, you, you do feel that desire of the terrorists to make you look at, like well, has happened with Brexit, everyone who's not white, um, but they want to put those divides. Have you suffered that kind of um, repercussion after? I the... was, um, I was the spectator of it. You know, I, I saw many times in Paris people being very rude uh, towards uh, Muslim people, but visible Muslim people, women were wearing veil, right. or, and um, I, I, I can say that I was a witness of a sort of racism against Muslim, but I wasn't a victim of it because people don't look at me as a as a Muslim because I'm the good Arab. I don't, <laughs> I don't wear a veil. I'm wearing Occidental uh, clothes, and I'm in the center of Paris, so people are open-minded and cool. But uh, yes, of course, I think that uh, there is a sort of a racism towards Muslim because it's a, a reaction, as you said, of of fear after the. Of fear and of, I can remember that two days after the, um, I think it was after the Charlie Hebdo attacks. I was with my son, and he was on a, how do you say, carousel. Yeah. yeah. And I was looking at, at him, and there was a, a nanny. She was uh, with a veil, and she was laughing on the phone, and uh, could hear a woman, a French woman, saying, "How could she yeah. laugh? How can she laugh?" And I was like, but this is not her fault. This is not the one who did yeah. And it was so... And I, I will never forget this. How can she laugh? Yeah. There was a similar... There was a picture in the, uh, which went around Facebook in that way, the fake news thing, of a picture of a woman in a veil just after, I think, the London Bridge attacks. And she was sort of laughing. And she was miles from... You know, they, 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 they then realised that the picture was completely out of... It was just ridiculous. Um, yeah. How about Morocco now? Um, do, what's your relationship? Do you go back? Do you have a... Yes, my mother lives in, in Morocco, so I go back very often. And my children, they love to go see their, their grandmother. And uh, I go there to present my book and to participate to the intellectual debate. So, how'd you, yeah. how'd you, I went on, I think it was Morocco World News this morning. And funny if it was something that you'd, an article you'd written about uh, gay rights, um, and particularly for young... You know, and I, I noticed that there was a... Pic, there was a, 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 a I, I don't know what status this website has in Morocco, but there was a story about a young girl, Rihad, who's saying she's bisexual, is very aware yeah, that... Yeah, yeah. Does it feel like there's some... Is there movement, or is this is this super, no, superficial... I'm uh, very happy of, of this, and I, and I hope that I and many others, intellectuals, uh, activists, who are fighting every day for the, the, the gay rights... Maybe we are helping uh, a girl like uh, like this girl to say, okay, I want to assume this and I want to look in the eyes of the authority saying, yes, I'm a bisexual and so what? So it's now still, what are you going to do? Are you it's going still to... illegal, isn't it? Yes, yes, yeah. of course. And uh, we, there are a lot of homosexuals in the Moroccan prisons. Of course, they are arrested and they are uh, humiliated and it's really awful. So, uh, of course, it's a very, very important fight for me to fight for the gay rights. Are the, what are the other issues that are, that are currently um, making you angry that you would want to bring to a, into a oh, broader... So many. <laughs> <laughs> so many. You know, I'm a feminist and I, um, I think it's very important for women to break silence. And we saw after the Weinstein and with the Me Too uh, in the Western world that the silence were partly broken and it's very good. But I hope that in Morocco, in Algeria, in Tunisia, in all the... The world that I know that I love, we will break silence too. And it's very difficult because you know in Morocco the sexual relationships are forbidden when you are not married. That's so what, that's can, also elite. That's... You can go to prison, 
And I'm fighting for this because I think that if a woman has not power on her bo own body, she can't be a real citizen. It's very important to claim for the sexual rights because if you're not, you don't have a right of, to intimacy, if you don't have a right to privacy, if you don't have the right to love the person you want and to decide after that you won't marry the, this person, you can't be a real citizen, you can't be really considered as a human being. So um, one of my, my fights are the fights for the sexual rights. Are you being heard, do you think? I mean, you're obviously being heard in, in other yes, parts I of the world. Yes, I think I'm being heard, but... Uh, you know, I don't represent the majority, I yeah. represent a minority, and I have to be aware of this. And uh, I'm being heard, but a lot of people are don't agree with me, and they have the right, of course, of uh, disagree with me, but um, I, I need to, to say what I think. Um, it sounds like there's sort of two halves of your your writing life and your, uh, your, your public life. Your novels do, they feel very intimate, very, um, there's a kind of, intensity of the interior lives and this other side of you as, as the active do, do you see those two things as as completely separate um i'm not saying your novels aren't i think it's impossible to it's impossible to completely separate i think that uh, when i write for like a year uh, a novel that takes place in a little uh, apartment I need to to go out then, I need to fight, I need to, to see the world, I need to, to speak out for other things. And then I'm a little bit tired and I need again <laughs> to write about uh, a novel about uh, just a character and feeling. So the two goes together. Can I ask about it being, you being arrested afterwards? I think it was when you did some foreign correspondent work uh, during the, or just after the Arab Spring. Can it you, was just after, yes. What, what happened? I was... I was uh, you know, I was with, uh, I was in Kasrin. It was uh, just a little town. It's in the border between Tunisia and Algeria. Oh. And uh, I spent the whole day doing uh, my, my reportage and I was with a uh, photograph. <coughs> And at the end of the day, we were going back to the hotel and we were arrested by the army, by the Tunisian army. And actually, we just went to the caserne and we waited for hours and hours and hours. And I was like, what is going to happen? They took, of course, my computer and the, the, the photograph. So but they, 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 they did nothing to, to us. They didn't harm us and they were very polite and everything. But at this point, I said, okay... I'm tired with this and maybe something can happen to me and I have a child, he's six months and he's at home, maybe I need to go back and to do something else. I was a little bit tired at this time. Do you, is, there a, is there a broader, deeper tiredness about a sense of disappointment maybe? I mean, it's been interesting reading about the uprising and some of the protests in Iran recently, but it does feel like that, that spirit of, of a protest across the Middle East um, has sort of led to, to, you know, particularly in Syria, I suppose, which has been a... Do, do you feel that awful disappointment? You know, for us, uh, young Arabs, young uh, Moroccans, young... For the first time when the Arab, Arab Spring happened, we were proud. And we were so proud that the world was looking at us like uh, free people, like people who want freedom, who want to fight for their rights. Uh, and I don't know if you remember, but at the beginning of the Arab Spring, we never heard about Allah yeah. and the Quran. It was about freedom, it, but it was about equal rights, it was about dignity, uh, economy. And we were so proud and we had the feeling that, wow, it's happening. It's a new era is going to, to open. And we were, of course, very disappointed by all that happened after. 
Do you see any hope? I mean, there's... Um... I always see hope. Okay. I think that you can't live if you don't see hope. Even President Trump, you know. And I think what's the point of having children if you don't see hope? Uh, the hope I see, the hope in my children, when I look at them, I see a lot of hope. Do you see, what are the pressures that you worry about for them, though? I mean, I'm constantly, you know, I'm rubbish on... You know, I see the positive things about, say, the the, uh, the internet, the media, particularly something like the I think Arab technology, Spring. technology is going to be the... The defy. Yeah, the defy, and I don't know how we're going to, to deal with this. And I think that we can't really imagine what it is yeah. going to be, uh, even yeah. if you're looking at, uh, watching at Black Mirror, which is <laughs> awful. But um, technology <laughs> is the big, big challenge. Awful good or awful... Oh. Uh, yeah. We're there, aren't we? What a nightmare. Can you tell me about the next novel, or was I just... No. no. <laughs> was I close? I was close. I'm glad that I was close. You know too much. No, I know too much. So what next? What, what's your next? What's your rest oh, of your... Oh, wow. Um, I'm, I'm going to have an international tour. I'm going to China, to India, to oh, okay. United States, to Japan. To... Okay. A lot of countries that I can't pronounce. The okay. Name. Impossible. So, so you're on the road. Yes, I'm on the road. And uh, then I'm going to write my next uh, novel, okay. I hope. Will there be, I was wondering if there'd be a film. Yes. Really? Is that, I could imagine yeah, yeah. this. They're going to turn, how do you say, to, uh, to the record. To, 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 to oh, really? Is it already that far? Yes, yes, in, in May. So uh, everything is, the, the scenario is written and everything is, is it a uh, is prepared. French, French film? film? I think that would be good. Yes, and then they're probably going to be an American movie. I can imagine that too. The French one will be better. Yeah. I thought that the American title said that. I, hate, I hated it. The bad, the bad nanny, the good nanny. Um, you know, at, at first I was like, oh, the perfect nanny. Perfect nanny. But then what was very interesting is that Americans are obsessed with perfection. With the idea of a mother who has to be perfect. The yeah. nanny has to be perfect. And I think that the, this idea of perfection is very... Um, uh, anxiogen, mm. it puts a lot of anxiety, mm. uh, and especially for a French woman, because we don't like perfection in France. We don't always say, no, no, someone who is perfect is someone who is scary. Yeah. But I think maybe for the American society, it's interesting to look at things through this idea of perfection. Can we be perfect? Can uh. we be perfect mothers and perfect nanny? Does it exist? Because everyone looks to French mothers, don't they? Because yeah. they're always just waltzing down the street with a baguette exactly. and a cup of tea yeah. and, or a cup of coffee, and they don't no, really cup care. Of wine. Of course, a bit of one glass of wine.